dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source. We are in the studio. First round of the buy rounds is over, round 12, Source. It was a, a decent round of footy for only six matches. It was, and uh, the AFL got it right this round, Pez, with the Thursday night footy, and the previous round, they got it right with some of the, the exciting games of football. When you've got a buy round, Pez, only, what, four or five games, you've got to make sure you maximise the enjoyment, and, geez, we had some great games of football. Starting things off on the Friday night with uh, my team, the Cats, Pez. Yeah, the cats. Uh, a lot of speak, uh, or a lot of speak, a lot of talk last week about the about the bulldogs and the uh, the cats. And the first quarter was absolutely unbelievable. Seven goals to the cats. Seven goals, two to be precise, to one goal five from the bulldogs. Uh, couldn't do anything. Thought the game was over at quarter time, but second and third quarters, the bulldogs were, you know, dominating possession, dominating ball, clawing their way back, uh, and then they just couldn't get the ball, uh, the score on the scoreboard because. Uh, a, a young fullback source uh, had oh. Aaron Norton. Uh, he, he couldn't get near the footy. Actually, it wasn't just the young fullback. I know he's getting a lot of credit, but he was triple and even quad teamed at some points. Well, uh, yeah, Bevo really brought light to the way to beat Aaron Norton uh, because exactly right. He was uh, alluded to, and still, let's be clear here, not the worst press conference that Bevo's had uh, this year, but had some interesting comments bringing out uh, the treatment that Norton was receiving. So, of course, when you bring out the treatment of uh, one of your staff full forwards and how he was mishandled, they bring up the footi- the footage and he's just created a blue paint. Pre- blueprint of how to to you know negate and how to stop uh, Aaron Norton just uh, some great body work and you know what a, a really really well deserved second week in a row nomination for rising star from the, the young cat uh, Sam DeConing yeah DeConing uh, ab- oh. absolutely wonderful you you, you got to love it when you oh, when you find an over 200 centimeter player uh, <laughs> who, looks, who looks looks ready made pairs and he looks it looks like he's been you know a three or four uh, year veteran uh, the player down the other end though uh, three votes for mine Jeremy Cameron Kicked his, kicked his six goals and uh, wrong forward again. I was on <laughs> came alive in the in the fourth quarter again, kicking three goals and uh, really sealing the match. And it ended up only being a thirteen point game, surprisingly, after that uh, quarter well, first quarter blitz from your cats. Yeah, and it wasn't the uh, those Geelong players you mentioned weren't the only people turning heads. Pez uh, Bailey Smith uh, definitely had some uh, heads that he was turning. No, nope. yeah, no well, response. <laughs> well, well, he I thought did. that was well played and. Um, you know, I don't. I don't like uh, BT as a commentator, but uh, you have to watch the whatever. What is it called afterwards when he goes into the rooms? Oh, roaming Brian. Oh, roaming Brian. He, he does go and you know he gets to speak to the players, and we love to listen to what the players uh, say. He's gone up to Zach Tui. He's got a red mark on his head from uh, the little <laughs> Bailey Smith headbutt, and he says, "What happened with your with your scuffle?" He goes, "Oh no, nah, I just uh, scratched it on the grass. So <laughs> it, was, it was nothing wrong." Hey, the AFL's players code, mate. You've got to look after the other one. But uh, a little bit of out of character from Bailey Smith, but it sort of really uh, showcased the frustration that the Bulldogs had, as you said, just couldn't put it on the scoreboard. And uh, the Cats surviving another uh, disappointing four-quarter performance from them. Coming out strong in the first and containing in the last is not going to win them premierships. And it's something that the Geelong, you know, despite uh, their consistency in not having a ruckman, is something else they've been really consistent in is those middle quarters fades, I guess. Uh, you know, those half a game of football they're playing. Yeah, well, when they get a lead under Chris Scott, they just kind of... Uh uh, go down a little bit, but uh, this podcast isn't isn't about Geelong sure. source, so sure. we we are going to move along. And I know we love talking about footy, but we have been uh, quite big on on the rules with a couple of segments in the in the last couple of weeks with the disappointment in the game and the rules. And uh, the AFL uh, secretly, which is rid- ridiculous, secretly have uh, gone off a, a few of the rules. So Cody Waitman. On the weekend, on Friday night, I don't know if you noticed, he was uh, playing for a lot of free kicks. Didn't end up getting a lot of them. Yeah, you're right. I didn't notice Cody Waitman at all. He didn't really do much. Oh, he did a lot. He did a lot. He was flopping all over the place trying to get a free kick and it uh, didn't happen. And a couple of other players, uh, Ginevan for Collingwood on the weekend. Yeah, another one. He, he got a couple of ones early and then the commentators are saying that should have definitely been a free kick. But the umpires have just shown you if you're going to stuff around and you know play for free kicks... You're not going to get any respect uh, later on in the game, so cut it out of the game. 
and we don't want to see it. And I, I like it. Yeah, so do I, Pez. And since the, the, they came out and said the common sense uh, play and, you know, common sense must prevail, the umpiring actually has been really good. So it's going back now, it's a week and a half since they first come out with that statement uh, and they said about common sense and we were like, you know what, they've actually done a good job there. They've really shifted and it's good that they actually listen to some good podcasts like like our own to, to you know listen to what the fans want and actually implement it. And it's good that they're recognising the, for the first time in a long time, making changes for the better of the game, not for uh, an adjustment or an overreaction. It'd be great to get some credit uh, some sometimes <laughs> from the AFL. It seems everything we say in the week is implemented uh, in, in the next round. So Just, just uh, ahead of the game, Piz. Just uh, ahead of the birth. A little tag up behind the bound on Twitter, <laughs> AFL. Just, just pop us in just, there. Just because give us a shout out, guys. We're giving you the ideas. But I don't agree that every game was umpired correctly, but we're not going to continue to speak about that because Melbourne actually dropped... Uh, their second game in a row, source after a sixteen or seventeen game win streak. Yes, and uh, I guess what Melbourne should have done is made sure that Melton didn't play that game because they they would have won it. Uh, did, did you hear <laughs> some of the comments made in the week by May? I know we're talking uh, about uh, Melbourne as a, a football club, but I think it speaks true to it. Uh, tr- May, it's true it's to it. June. It's June, source. It's June. What premierships aren't won in June? No, it, it's June. It's not May. Oh, very clever. <laughs> That wasn't that clever. My head about one was better, and I at least acknowledged yours. I at least right. came back with a yep. comment. Yeah, you did. No, no. But, Stephen uh, May. Yeah. 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 Been uh, in the news. Brilliantly, brilliantly uh, reported as well. The Herald Sun, <laughs> Herald Sun the, the wordsmith here is, it's claimed that Melchon uh, flawed May uh, after <laughs> the comments were made, uh, and of course Melchon playing in that emergency grand final premiership, saying that... Uh, uh, if you had played in the granny, mate, we would have lost. And, <laughs> and they won, won by 74, 74 points. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? But I would have floored him as well. But Stephen May, he's a big bloke. You know, he's a, 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 a full black, full back. <laughs> came, came from Gold Coast. He, he comes in. He's a very important piece to the, the Melbourne Footy Club. But he doesn't think Jake Malksham is, is that important. And we know from his Essendon days that Jake Malksham, you know, liked a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of a, a punch-up, a little push mind. and shove on the field, and uh, he's got a little bit of a boxing background source. So if I'm Stephen May, I am not going to be speaking to Jake Melksham unless I'm saying something positive because I don't want to fight him. Yeah, it's interesting uh, the, the comments made because, you know, obviously the reports at Gold Coast when he was there that uh, May had some problems with uh, the way he delivered feedback, and it sounds like he hasn't adjusted that, and sometimes players respond to that, and sometimes that's what you need is a bit of a, a, bit of a punch on to help get your point across or to be like, hey, you know what? That's not good enough. I respect what you're saying. I uh, respect what you do, but you can't go around saying shit like that. Stephen May so good for the Melbourne Footy Club, but he also had some problems with uh, his alcohol consumption as well at the start well, well, of his Melbourne career. He did, but like I think, um, the, I mean, it's very interesting because Melton has the, the the week off. The no, no, not the week off. Sorry, he's doing some community service for drinking and for flooring for flooring May. And May is actually having a week suspension, not because of his drinking. Well, it is because of his drinking, but it's because he was under concussion protocol, which he's not allowed to drink during that. And he's drinking again. So the, another thing has, exactly has right. come up uh, again. So if he's under concussion protocol, he just got knocked out, I'm assuming, if that's what flawed means. Well, well um, it'd be interesting. Is he under c- concussion protocol again? He, another 12 days. Another 12 days. Plus, plus the alcohol, another another 18 days. Yeah, and we found out uh, the week before that the blueprint to, uh, you know, containing Melbourne and actually con- um, keeping control of them was stopping them from having the football. But another key factor, Pez, no May, no victory for Melbourne. He is crucial to, to what they do on the field. Well, he's, he's their structure. It's a domino effect. And uh, Jake Lever has to, you know, take the take the role down there. He's uh, uh, not the general and has to take on the bigger body. And, and it's not too good. We had a couple of other results in round 12 source. We had the Crows uh, win by 31, who dominated the game early up by 37 points at half time. And uh, very disappointing not to go on with it there. Uh, North, the North fans will be wrapped, source. First yeah. quarter, they won it. 27, 27 points in the first quarter. Four goals, three. Amazing. Looked on top of the Gold Coast Suns. They had their, their defense flying, a couple of nice little snap goals. Probably should have been up further, actually. Well, kept the, kept the Gold Coast to one goal. Yeah. So after quarter time, it, it was no good. It was 14 goals, 15 to the Gold Coast Suns. You, you very eloquently said no good. To it, three it, goals, it, two. It was pretty horrible, Bez. It was... It, I was watching deplorable. I, I was watching uh, the first half with my old man, and my old man was sitting there, who's a North fan, as, as fans would know. He was wrapped... He was stoked, and then the the, heart, the quarter time siren sounded, and he goes, "Well, this can only get worse from here, can't it?" And oh my goodness, was Jeez, he right? He got he got so much worse, and they just let it let it happen. But then we had another close game. Uh, Collingwood in control early, Hawthorne coming back, and and Collingwood just holding up, uh, holding on the four point win in they the said, end. A couple of a couple of set shots 
at the end, couple of, a couple of nervous moments uh, and ended up winning by four. But the game I really want to speak about is Fremantle versus Brisbane. It was second versus third. It lived up to expectation. But if you were, if you're a Brisbane supporter or if you were backing uh, the Brisbane Lions, you would not have been happy with uh, the second and third quarters because uh, I know they've called it the noise of affirmation source, but the umpiring in that second and third quarter was extremely biased in my eyes. Yeah, extremely biased. I think the scoreline articulates more than um, the umpires. I think that um, the uh, the makeup calls in the fourth quarter towards the end of the game and they piled on some extra goals to make it look a lot closer than it should have been. Fremantle were in control of this game, Pez, and I know the umpiring in this game seemed to... Uh, Favor favor the Dockers, um, you know, which which you're going to to be a, expected a, with a home ground. Exactly right, but um, I think that it's not the story that we should be talking about in this game, Pez. It, it is Fremantle. They are the real deal. That, that that's some some big victories after a disappointing um, game against uh, who do they play? Collingwood. Really disappointing in t- you know t- terrible weather. They are the real deal. Their their game plan. They're, they're they're able to score. They've got some nice you know Fife still to come into this side. Tabernacle was out. Yeah. Yeah. After Tabernacle goes out, Fife hadn't come back in yet. You're thinking, how are Fremantle going to win this game? And I think it's down to one name source, and I think it's down to Alex Pierce. He stayed on the park all season. He's a very important defender, and he's just that general back there. He's able to um, take it on board. A lot of inside fifties to Brisbane in the in the first quarter. Uh, at the start of the second quarter, Brisbane were on top for a lot of the game. They just couldn't score. They couldn't get the score on the board, and that's because of Fremantle's defence. They went the other way, and then. In the third quarter and fourth quarter source, Frederick, does anyone want to man up that guy? They've, they're, Fremantle, it's not just him. They had so much space on the wing and they just got the ball out to the wing and Fremantle aren't known for the attacking side. The last two seasons, they've been defence, defence, defence and they get the ball out there and they run and they kick goals on the run from 50, 45, 40 metres out and they just look really good when they do that. And that's that's what it is, Pez. Is they've their key defenders, you know, you know, McDonald and the other blokes back there have been really crucial in their, you know, their rise to the top of the ladder or you know top four status this year. But it's their role players, which are, you know are the real talking point. Yeah, you know, um, Bailey Banfield kicked four on the weekend. Michael Frederick has kicked a goal in all by like two games and doesn't mind a little bit of a celebration there as well, uh, Pez. Uh, but it, it's it's those sort of role players, and you know, Will Brody. Uh, really underrated, probably one of the most underrated pickups this year from from Frio. Um, you know, picked up from Gold Coast. He's been amazing for them. He wasn't picked up from Gold Coast. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? G- given away. Oh, <laughs> Gold Coast is Gold Coast are paying him more than Fremantle pay him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, How does that happen? Incredible, incredible. Um, Gold Coast have done that a few times with a few players, but that, but that seems to be Fremantle's uh, MIO. Is they seem to be getting players that were no good at other clubs, or they were role players, and turning them into um, a system piss. And, and it's a really, really telling uh, the way that they're rising. In the last few years, Fremantle, they've lost Lockie Neal, mm-hmm. they've lost um, Chera, who was one of their main midfielders last year. Top three in the in the, in the Rayshaw's um, gone to another level. Yep, he's in. You know. Brownlow medal Caleb contention Sarong, form. Third year player. Caleb Sarong goes in there. In that Nat Five comes back in. Is he going to be the third the third ring midfield? And he's just going to stay up forward. How's he going to fit in? What's going to happen? Uh, Sean Mate. Darcy in the ruck. Rory Lobb has gone to another level with his he struggled with his goal kicking in twenty twenty one. So he's come up. Takes strong marks. He's kicking goals from outside 50 on set shots. It's, oh. He's looking absolutely amazing. Uh, speaking of kicking goals from outside 50, Pez, tell you what, we, we mentioned a couple of those blokes. That was a very nice little celebration from outside 50. Michael Frederick doesn't mind a uh, celebration himself. It's got to be, be a better one, doesn't it? Does anyone celebrate better than Papley? The little, the little man from Sydney. We've mentioned it before. He loves oh. a goal, doesn't he? The, he he yeah. celebrates with fist pumps and fist jumping pumps. up in the air in the it, first quarter. Every limb is is out shaking. He looked like a like a, a Kiwi All Black at one stage, humping and pumping, arms up in the air, tongue out, waving along. And it's not gives his fault, it to the side. But he didn't deserve that free kick. Oh, who cares? Cares. <laughs> you just want him to kick us the celebration, Pez. You yeah, love it. The umpire probably wanted to see the celebration there in the end, so that was uh, that was really good. But uh, round twelve comes to a close. There's only uh, six of those teams now have a bye. And we've got six games coming up this week with Thursday night footy back. It's it's Wednesday night now, Thursday night footy tomorrow. So let's do what we do every week and get into a, a betting review. Soft review. It's no official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. 
Here we are, Source. Uh, you look on Twitter, at Behind the Bound. So if you're not on Twitter, make an account, at Behind the Bound. Follow uh, us on there. First buy round is complete and is unlikely tail, as said by the media manager. We've got an emoji. We've got uh, Pez has got a crown there, still king. But Source, you've got the... You've got the disguise oh, on this yeah, week. Yeah, What's going yeah, on here? Yeah. The media manager needs to get sacked, Pez. <laughs> because, you know, every time I have a winning round, someone here throws <laughs> a bloody pot shot at me and, and you've, you've reused my joke. Reused my joke. I used that from a couple of weeks ago with the disguise to throw some shade at you. And you've used it back there, Pez. Don't like it. And you know what it is? It's actually, it's the glasses representing the nerd in me because I am all about the stats and and that's what I've been using. I've got my own little system, Pez. Do you want to hear it? Well, Win. <laughs> well, let's Green see. ticks all round, just win. Let's let's see how how we did go. And we started uh, with the Western Bulldogs Geelong, and I said it was going to be you know around under twenty four and a half. Got up over one hundred forty three. Uh, I doubled my money on the Friday night, so I did start off well. But I think you might might have started off a little bit better. Yeah, as I said on the pod last week, free money. <laughs> no, I didn't say that at all. As well, I said, a fifty. It was a, it half was, time. It paid out. Half time. It paid out. It was a fifty-fifty game, and when you've got two dollar outsiders, you got to take it. Had the max bet on it, Pez. Boom! That saluted in the first half. As I said, the bigger thing for you on that game was my celebration night. at the pub, Pez. Was Geelong was one of your three teams oh, in your multi yeah. at a juicy two dollars ten. Loving it. Loving it. And it gets juicy this week. Just a little, uh, little hot take for my uh, bet slip, Pez. Uh, the Bontor Hawkins couldn't get. The first four goals. Jeremy Cameron could have been one of the names in there. Hawkins had an opportunity to seal it and handballed it off. Handballed it off and all around the body and the guy missed it anyway. But that's his bread and butter. But a little bit disappointing. So I did lose 10 bucks there, Pairs, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. Um, We move to the next game, Adelaide versus West Coast. I loved this opportunity. Adelaide minus 38 and a half. I put a couple of other things in there. Sitting there at halftime, thinking Adelaide could have been a little bit more in front, but they were 37 points up. So they had to... Literally win the last quarter by two points, or the last half by two points, and I would have got that bet up. I also put another live bet out, which was another max of Adelaide over 93.5 points. So total game points for Adelaide, and I'm laughing at halftime. Uh, I'm ready to cash out for $80, post it up to Twitter, and I thought, no, nah, it's, it's safe here. Adelaide are going to you know, cruise to over 100 points. Bang, bang, two losses. Adelaide only win by 31 points. $100, the two max bets or the four units out the window. Disappointing, Pez, disappointing. Um, and it's not what you want. It's something that you're right. It's that junk time rubbish where they come back and they make a meal of it and they're not thinking of the punters. They're not thinking of the punters at all. Keep your foot down. It's a, it's a victory that Adelaide aren't going to have many for the year. They lost a half to yeah. West Coast Eagles. That's terrible. That's absolutely Bring terrible. your mouth guards to training. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Send uh, May-, May and Melksham up there to, to roll them up and get them going. But uh, I had in that one a multi in the West Coast Eagles game. And as we spoke about, Piers was let down by North Mel- Melbourne playing one quarter of football for the whole year because uh, I had Adelaide multied up with Gold Coast, both teams to go uh, wire to wire wins. You've been laughing at 4.30 in the uh, afternoon. Would have definitely been laughing, Piers. But you know what? I saw an opportunity in the Gold Coast game when they were down in that first quarter and they piled on the first two goals and I checked at the line line and it was sitting pairs at 20 and a half when I actually looked at the uh the life bet and by the time I got through it went up to 21.5 and I thought this is free money put 50 on it pairs the max the live bet there salute I mean saluted in that quarter basically it was all over Red Rover the little live bet there uh, the amount of inside 50s that Gold Coast had it was just inside 50 after inside 50 absolutely ridiculous it was terrible now I had uh my total game points again Gold Coast over 102.5 source and just made it it was looking Horrible. The first, they had one goal four in the first quarter, so they're on sitting on ten. And I'm like, <laughs> there's another max score, and it would have been three maxes in a row, but uh, that doesn't happen too often. But they did salute 109 points in the end because North Melbourne just decided not to run. I, I don't even know what happened, but uh, I mean, Pez, uh, they, you kicked, salute they that. kicked three goals uh, from about ten minutes to go in the first quarter for the rest of the game. Yeah, so three quarters and ten minutes. They kicked three goals, two. Yeah, it's not good. We don't we don't <laughs> condone that. We don't, don't condone we, that. We don't condone that from AFL clubs, and no, we don't love enough. it here. So North, uh, lift your game. And now, the next next game was interesting. I didn't have a bet in this one, but you had your cheeky that you hated. You hated it last week, and I'm sure you loved still you, you loved it at quarter time, but you still kind of hated it because Melbourne were up by around five goals at quarter time source, and you needed Melbourne to win the second quarter by six. 
Yeah, picked the wrong quarter, Pez. Uh, really did pick the wrong quarter because I had Sam Reid to kick a goal in the first quarter. He had an absolute, uh, absolute stunner of a game. And without Buddy Franklin, he's a great uh, great target up there. And he's, he does this every couple of years when his contract comes. He shows a couple of goals. He'll probably have a good good game next week as well when he plays. But then Melbourne, second quarter, minus four and a half. And I'm like, whoa, they're, they're up by a fair bit here. Struggling at quarter time. And they did thinking, struggle. Yeah. And then... Um, Sydney got that one up in the end. You get Sydney a bonus. Sydney got the last one. No, I don't, I don't have a bonus, do I? Yeah, we should have a bonus. Oh, I do. There's the bet return there. Oh, yeah. Well, a bit of one of those. Now. A little bonus. You put that <laughs> just, on. Just didn't realise I had that. I thought that was a bonus bet I had and lost. No, so I don't think you put that down there, Sauce. But uh, the next game was Hawthorne Collingwood. None of us had a bet in that one. And the last game of the round was <sighs> disappointing. The Dockers and the Brisbane Lions. I went a bit AWOL with Brisbane minus 21 and a half. And I thought it was all right when Brisbane were dominating early, but uh, it didn't happen. And Fremantle got the win by 14 points. So I'll get a bonus for that. Uh, and what did you put down? I had, a, I had my, uh, the Fremantle, uh, sorry, Fremantle and Brisbane. I had Brisbane head-to-head with a bonus bet. 50 lost there, Pez. But, uh, you know, disappointing because it wasn't lost. It was a bonus bet. So I uh, made my round look very, very nicely, Pez, when we get into the multi. Yeah, we get into the multi. Uh, I went all one for four uh, <laughs> and another cross for my multi for the week. So we'll see my stats in a second. Yes, and I went, as you said, I had Geelong in there at the juicy price of $2.10. Uh, bigger than my actual uh, winnings in the first game of $2.05, but uh, different betting agencies. Adelaide and Collingwood both to win pairs. 50 on that. That gave me a nice little uh, profit of 175 buckaroos, pairs. Oh, well, there you go. You love that. Uh, I staked 225 for the round, or... If you're looking at it in units, uh, nine units according to that. And I returned 146. So uh, you, you go from there, minus 35.11. I think that's – does that make it my third losing round for the season, Source? I think yeah. I've lost two. So, so. so I was right earlier on in the season when you were an imposter and you are winning all those and things. My third losing round for the season out of 12. So we'll see how we go. Year to date, 2,850 staked, uh, 4,259 returned for an ROI of 49.44%. So I'm actually disappointed that I'm below 50%. Uh, but if we look at units, I'm plus 56.37 units. So if you were to, if you're a $10 better, you'd be 560 bucks up. If you're $100 better, you'd be $5,600 up and so on source. Yeah, sounds fun, Pez, uh, with all your maths there. You're going to have to help me out with units because the media manager, whilst being very clever and devious with his little emojis, has not actually updated his uh, the bet slip yet. So, yeah, they needs to uh, get on that one, young fella. So, round 12, I staked $220, returned $370.50, an ROI of 68.4%, which in units, Pez, that equals? 68. No, it does 68. Point, See, the percentage doesn't equal units, no, no. but your profit, okay. it's 24.77 units. If not you're looking a, not at a that. bad little place to live, 24 point something units. There you go, little ripper. And stake for the year pairs at $2,191.01 and returned $2,810.46. An ROI of 28.27% pairs, which means my profit for the year in units is... That's what I was saying, 24. Oh, for the year? Yeah. You were just doing that round? <laughs> nah. Oh, it was annoying. Profit, profit for that round if you want me to work it yeah, out come there. Yeah, work it out. Maths uh, six. Six units. Oh, six units. There we go. Went from 18 up to 24 last week. But Thanks for that. I could, um, have, done, I could have done that maths on that one. Listeners out, out there, Source, find a podcast or a betting thing on Twitter, a betting account that is more units up than us. We, we don't need that challenge, Pez. <laughs> In your decline, we don't need that challenge out there for our listeners. If you're a listener, you know what? Delete all these other ones. Delete them all. Because this is where you get all your bets from, Pez. This is where the winning is. And, and you're right. You know, I, 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 you know what, Pez? Nah, stuff it. I'm going to put my money where it mouth is. I'm going to put it on Donut Bet. That <laughs> I challenge anyone to find a podcast with uh, amazing content like as, uh, as us and, and as many units won for the year. You know what that makes us? It makes us the self-proclaimed best <laughs> AFL punting podcast in the land. Let's get into the bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said...
tell you what, Pez, uh, if one of the things we are good at is the old fig jam, and uh, I don't mind that at all, Pez. A little bit of a one head thing, wobble. One thing I don't mind, and the head wobble, is uh, the media manager, whilst dropping the ball on some other things, has not let us down with the specials for round 13. Sinner takes a special and goes bang. Yeah, and on, back on a Wednesday night here, Sauce, so a lot of specials might not be out yet, but round 13 betting specials at Behind the Bound, uh, jump on there, you get a little graphic there. Sports bet they have all matches this round. Bet returns. Now, Sauce, have you seen the sports bet promos this week as well? I have. Not in terms of those. Have you seen what happens with the same game multis? Yes. Yes. I saw this last week, Pez. This and, is live tracking. Th- th- this this edition, I know it has messed up the media manager's little graphic there. He's going to have to do a little bit of more extra work. But in terms of viewing, the AFL app would have gone down in terms of views because there's no need to go anywhere. Love the graphic. The AFL app, terrible. Uh, everyone knows that. It's terrible. Footy live app, reliable in some cases, but not reliable 100% of the time. So if sports bet... Whatever bet you put down, disposals, goals, it live tracks them throughout the game. So you only need that app throughout. And Sportsbet would be licking their lips, loving that, because as soon as a player's looking no good, someone might jump on the live bet there. So Sportsbet, they're doing uh, good things. Yeah, I mean, Pez, like I just showed you a multi from the weekend, and I know you've seen it, but it's amazing. Like midway through the the Brisbane game, you know, Lockie Neal, I needed him for 30. Got the little blue mark. It even has a nice little graphic that shows you exactly how far he's got. He had 16 at half time, and well, that was before half time. But, but, you know, when, when they kick the goal or they get over the thing, boom, little tick there. And that's what you want. You want to be tracking, you don't want to be switching between the apps and going, oh, what's this, what's that? And even had, down the bottom with the team to win, how much they were up or down by. Love it. It was great. Great great addition. It is the best. Really good addition if you're a sportswear punter there. Ladbrokes and Neds haven't changed much up, but Ladbrokes have got rid of the uh, AFL and NRL multi, and I think it's Ah. because they put a lot of state of origin stuff out Wednesday night. So I think that'll be back tomorrow, but it's not there at the moment and not on the graphic. But Neds would still have, have it though, yeah, because they're not the same company. <laughs> they don't have the oh, exact same that's thing. Right, they don't. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> Damn, a, a little bit same company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bet three six five, same as usual. Uh, Tab, they've still got the three plus head to head special, so you have got to take advantage of that. Four plus legs and Thursday night lights. So it'll be Richmond versus Port Adelaide. If you can get venue mode activated on your on your mobile, you go head to head on either side. Two dollars for every goal they kick in bonus bets, uh, which is very very good. Now on the graphic, their source Moneyball only have the same game multi offer, but. In the comments on Twitter at Behind the Bound, Moneyball, just after we posted this, actually put some out. So Magpies versus Demons, Queen's birthday. Dugowie or Petrarca, two plus goals. Max better 10 bucks, it's paying four. So you put your 10 down, you get your 40 back if Petrarca can get two goals or Dugowie can get two goals down the other end if you like that. Bombers versus Blues, Friday night footy. Uh, two meter Peter or Charlie Kerno, one of the first four. So any of them kick one of the first four. Max bet at $10, paying 4 bucks as well. So if you like that, you can put that one on as well. Blue bet, have the usual. So we love the 12-point up at halftime special. The multi-bonus, the footy bo- uh, bonus. And the last one they've got there, I'll just have to zoom in a little bit, the, the old double tap. Ollie, Ollie Wines and Jaden Short to combine for 60-plus disposals, paying 3 bucks. Don't usually like this because they're not going to get much more than 60 if they do. All right, they're going to get 65 or so max. So three bucks there, not for me. But if you like that from Bluebet, you can jump on there. There are our round 13 betting specials source. Love them, Pez. Love those specials. And uh, hopefully our friends on Twitter and all our supporters out there, once they're done leaving us a five-star review and some feedback about how great the podcast is, I mean, not that we need it because we do it ourselves, Pez, they can jump on there and show us those pickle bet. Uh, because let us down this week, Pez. There's no pickle bet uh, graphics up there. No pickleback graphics. But they did send yeah. me a message this week, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. well we've got to give it to them. Uh, no pickleback yet because they weren't expecting this to come out on the Wednesday night, but they might not have been aware that there was Thursday night footy this week. No, probably not, and Pez. And I'll tell you what, cheeky, very cheeky what the uh, the AFL has done, Pez. And I know that you're a little bit upset there with the, the uh, state of origin, Pez, with the Blues. Uh, two disallowed tries early in the game, and now we'll trail 4 Oh, to Queensland dominated in the second half, 16-4. Wow. 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 Uh, but uh, AFL, very sneaky this this week. They've got the uh, the Thursday night game, the Friday night game, Pez, the Saturday night game, a Sunday game, and a Monday game. And you know why they've gone the Thursday night game? Just so they don't have to put uh, North Melbourne on TV. Only game on Sunday and not televised. 
life to free to wear because they've got the Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday Ooh. night, and the, the Monday. Very good there by Channel 7. Very, very good. Very, very good. But anyway, let's get into something that is very good, pairs, and that's my bet slip. So Richmond taking on Port Adelaide uh, at the MCG. And, and I looked at the fixture, pairs, and I was very surprised. Richmond at the MCG, uh, very surprised there. Uh, $1.48 favourites are the Tigers. Port Adelaide, $2.60 outsiders. The line in this one, pairs, minus 11.5, over 158.5, pairs. Tigers, they don't leave Melbourne very often for the rest of the season. Can they snag that uh, top eight berth that they were seeking so early in the season? Well, Richmond have, you know, they started off the season quite poor, but they have uh, improved uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, I've gone with Ladbrokes here, a four-leg same-game multi, and it's my usual uh, in-betweeners with the alternates. I've gone Richmond plus two and a half, and I've gone Port Adelaide plus 49.5. The reason I've done that source is Richmond... They don't usually flog teams. It's very rare that you'll see them flog teams by 10-plus goals. So I think uh, it, it will be a little bit closer than that. So that's why I've done that. I've gone over 130.5 points and under 190. So I've got a 60-point spread there as well. Uh, big in, Noah Bolter for the Tigers. He, he comes back in. Marlon Pickett can come back in as well. Castagna, Premiership star, omitted. All his tattoos. He's omitted no good. Is, is that why he was uh, omitted? No, he but... He had too many tattoos. I, I just needed to comment on... Uh, he's got so many different little tattoos. And just on his legs, though. Oh, it's unbelievable, just, isn't just, it? just on his legs. And uh, Morris Rioli o- omitted as well. Another another big name, but uh, very interesting there. There's my bet for $25 source, paying two forty five. Mm, thanks, Neil. Did you get that reference there, Pez? Neil? I reckon, say? I reckon you're about Neil from the Inbetweeners. That'd be you, wouldn't it? Yeah. You've seen the Inbetweeners before? Yeah, I love the in-betweeners. Yeah, you'd be Neil, wouldn't you? That'd I'd be, be Neil. A nerdy sort of virgin dances a little bit awkwardly. No, I'd probably be Jay. <laughs> no, you haven't. The worst it. version. <laughs> worst version that lies about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah, your partner would love to hear that one, Pez. <laughs> so would my daughter. <laughs> well, she'd be happy to know you're not a virgin. <laughs> All right, anyway, get on to something a bit more serious there, Pez. Uh, Getting into uh, my bet slip, Pez. I actually... uh, Hold on, before you go to your bet, why'd you bring that... What's with the Neil thing? I don't get it. Because you said you're doing your usual in-betweeners bet. So that's why I just cleverly labelled you Neil. Nice. Nice. Oh, you just pack it up the headphones and you go and... Are you about to go tell your daughter how good good the jokes were? Oh, he's actually left. This is going to be awkward uh, because I can't do a show without him. But Pez, you know what? I don't need your input for this one. I'm going to keep on talking and hopefully you're back from your <laughs> your little piss break mid-show. Extremely disrespectful, I will say. But uh, I've gone with a three-leg same-game multi. I believe that uh, Richmond are a little bit overrated. I think Port Adelaide can get this job done. I know they're playing away from home, but I have gone a three-leg same-game multi, Pez. Pick your own line, plus 20 and a half. Sam Palpepper to get 15 or more disposals. He's didn't done that in 11 of the games so far this year and Travis Boak to get 20 or more disposals that gives me odds pairs of $2.40 and I've put the max 50 bet on that one. Oh, just got the crickets there pairs. <laughs> you're back you thank thank you for joining us again. Yeah, I'm back. I didn't hear your bet. Don't need to hear your bet. I don't know how to turn them off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Permanent crickets. <laughs> Jeez, did you know that? Does, does it turn uh, off I, automatically? I that. All right, let's get on to the next bit, <laughs> the Friday night game pairs. And you know what? I know the AFL has done it to hide the North Melbourne game, but I'm so glad they brought back Friday, uh, Friday and Thursday night football. Essendon taking on Carlton. This will be an absolute blockbuster. 298 outsiders are the Bombers. Carlton favourites at a hot 138. Minus 17.5 is the line over 166.5 pairs. Can the Bombers... Get a surprise upset with the uh, the depletion of Carlton and their backline. Yeah, well, Weedering a big loss from the other week. Uh, Essendon Stringer's in the news, maybe maybe to come back, and they need him desperately. But I, I wanted to speak. I was going to leave this game, and I was going to leave a few other games with steer clears this week. Oh, when you there's six games, put your bonus bets down. <laughs> I, I, I did realise I didn't do that, so I have put some bets down. But I just wanted to talk about the absolutely horrible. Markets there are out there. Source disposal markets, anytime goal scorer markets, two plus goal scorer, three plus goal scorer. All of those markets over the last few years, probably since COVID, have just gone into the favor of the betting companies because you know they control it, obviously. And I think the punters 2019, 2020, started 2021, probably had the advantage and, and the better odds. And now 
it's actually just unbackable. And I tried to put little same game multis together with 20 plus disposals and it's absolutely not worth it. So I'm not wasting my money on those sorts of bets. So you didn't put it, you didn't put your bonus bets down? I did put bonus bet down, but something different. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree, Pez. I think that it's really tough to find a same-game multi. It was something that I used to love and putting together a three-league same-game multi. I mean, I know I've just done one, but I found some value in, in Sam Powell Pepper to get 15, as well as Boak. Uh, you, you Boak was just a little it. safe one. You can find it rarely. Uh, yeah, but you can find one, one, one bit of value. Yeah, a, a player might be playing a dollar thirty-eight, and that's that's not value that's that we not used value. to get. Um, so anyway, I've gone with uh, I had to put my bonus bets down on some of these three games, and I've gone a two-dollar line with uh, with lads. I had my bonus with lads, uh, twenty-five bucks two-dollar line. Carlton minus seventeen and a half against an Essendon side that have been super poor. Uh, Carlton, if they're anything, if they're a final side. They'll win this by three plus goals. Yeah, they, they, this is the one that they need to respond. Pairs they've been um, they're falling away late in games. Carlton, something that we've seen from them the last couple of years, and uh, for most of the season they've been holding on. They need to blow a team out, and Essendon is come at the right time for the Carlton Blues fixture coming off a you know a um, you know coming into the bye. It would be absolute confidence a booster for them to win by three or more goals. And I totally agree. Haven't put a bet on this one, Pez. Steered cleared for this, but I uh, love your bets. I think that is some value, especially if you can get those two dollar lines that are Neds or. Or um, uh, Ladbrokes because uh, of the same company. <laughs> All right, we get on to the Saturday times lot pairs. Fremantle taking on Hawthorne. Fremantle sitting very comfortably. Uh, and second, what are they? Equal second on the ladder, just percentage holding them back. Taking on Hawthorne. A dollar fourteen favourites are the Dockers. Five seventy five outsiders. The Hawks minus thirty three and a half pairs. Quite a big line for a Hawthorne team that's uh, generally hang around for for most of the games. Uh, total over under points one fifty four and a half. Yeah, we've noticed a trend with Hawthorne. They might get down in a game, but then they always uh, come bouncing back and, and kicking a few goals. Luke Bruce has still been lively up forward, uh, a veteran of the game and a really good small forward, one of the best uh, in the mid-2010 uh, era. I've, I've put a little uh, bonus bet on this game. I didn't want to put anything on at the start. Fremantle were too short at $1.14. The line was too big at plus 33.5. So what I've done is I've gone uh, a kneel from in between his bet, I've gone 100, over 124.5 points, under 180.4. And you'll notice a trend there with my bets. It's a 60-point uh, difference where I can hit the middle in 60 points. And then I've gone a, a third leg, Hawthorne, plus 53.5 because very rarely have they uh, been blown out. They got blown out by St Kilda by about 70 points earlier and they got blown out by Gold Coast the other week up in Darwin. But apart from that, they've actually been pretty competitive within games. So over there at Fremantle, Fremantle, you know, they don't love to score all the time. They will when they have to, but 53 points, I think, is enough for the Hawks. It's $1.89. I've got a $50 bonus at Lads on that. Like that one, Pez. Uh, your in-betweeners reference there. Wish I uh, knew the show a bit more comfortable oh. so I'd be able to <laughs> drop a nice little line there, but I don't. But I will stick to the trend of Fremantle winning. Uh, Fremantle, do, I've got a three-league same-game multi, Pez. Not great odds, as you said. It's hard to find some value. I have found some value in Luke Ryan. He's paying a dollar forty to get uh, twenty or more disposals, and I, as you said, Hawthorne, whilst they don't get blown out, they do still hang around a little bit. And I think the ball will be coming down into that back line, and hopefully they can anchor that uh, offense going forward. I've got him to get twenty or more. Fremantle will win, and I've adjusted the line pairs to make it half of that, so minus seventeen and a half. Pick your own line. Odds of two dollars twelve, and I've whacked twenty five on that one. Yeah, well, you want uh, a couple of behinds from the Hawks because uh, Luke Ryan can possibly, you know, kick out, get a couple of cheapies as well. Hopefully, hopefully, Pez. I was considering the um, the under eight and a half goals, but I think it should probably be about under nine and a half, under ten and a half. Oh, so, so I didn't like it. I okay. didn't love it. Uh, that, that's where I originally had the value, but as you said, it's it's hard to try and find some value with, uh, especially a buy round. Oh, especially on a on a Wednesday as well. I think more value will come a little bit later in the week, but uh, you know. We put out the pod, we put it out, and we believe in our bets, and that's why we put them out there. Yeah, speaking of believing, Pez, we get on to your Saints, and I've got a question for you at the end of this one, Pez, after the odds. Brisbane, $1.39 um, favourites here against your Saints at uh, up at the Gabba. St Kilda, $3.01 outsiders. Minus 16.5 is the line, over under 175.5, Pez. Before we get into the actual game, your Saints sit at the moment 11th. They have a game sort of in hand there as well. So 11th, sorry. They sit 5th with 11 wins with a game in hand. And are they, are they a real shot for the top four or are they a real shot for, for the top eight? I heard an inter interesting statement on a podcast earlier today that they are that team that at the moment they're fighting for the top four spot, but a lot of people have them fighting for a top eight spot. Which one do you think is more realistic for the Saints? Top, top four, six. top eight? 
Top six. Yeah, cool. In between us, yeah. that'd be right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> You're nah. a flog. <laughs> but, but definitely uh, anywhere in the top six, I think, is, is a success, uh, especially after their start to the season. If they go below and don't get a home final and finish seventh or eighth, it, it's it's not too good. Uh, uh, what, do, what do you think? Uh, you got a real, you got a real tough uh, sort of next month coming up. Pez, you, you play the teams you play twice are Sydney, Fremantle, Geelong, and I think you play Brisbane again as well. So you, no, not Brisbane again. Sorry, you got to play uh, Sydney uh, twice, Fremantle twice, and Geelong twice. And I think it's one of those things that well, they already uh, beat Fremantle and Geelong once. Yeah, so then it's another another two losses coming. You say if you split those series with a team that's about to finish six, otherwise you'd be sitting top four if you beat both those sides. The the, the thing is though, Fremantle St Kilda actually beat them over there, so they yeah, play at Marvel Stadium. You guys are shit. Don't know Fremantle. <laughs> Are going to do that? But uh, very interesting with the, with the matchups here. I've I've been impressed, even though Brisbane have dropped some games. I've been impressed with their backline. Uh, Starsevich uh, is really really strong down there, and Marcus Adams, uh, great one on one defender, and he's actually improving his kicking game, uh, coming out of defence and just looking after that footy as well. So I think he can match up on uh, Max King who, you know, doesn't get up the ground too much, likes to stay at home and, and go up for those marks and Stasevich to come over the top and maybe stop that from happening. Uh, because it is at the Gabba, you know, Brisbane are keen to keep playing up there. I think Brisbane might get the win and a forty would be pretty good value, I think. But uh, I'm steering clear on this one and I uh, didn't have any more bonuses to, to do. So my steer clear for the round. Yeah, totally agree, Pez. I think forty is the home side and both these teams sort of, you know, Brisbane obviously, uh, you know, dropping last week against Fremantle, but otherwise been not um, overly impressive, but still getting the wins there. I, I think it's is great value. It is something that I've definitely chucked in my multi pairs, but I'm steering clear for the actual, uh, for this one, because it's a Wednesday night. It's a Saturday night game. That's how I'm going to spend my Saturday afternoon, putting together a nice little live bet for that one. I think once I see the teams and I can assess the weather up in the Gabba, so a range of different things that are, that I need to address for that one. All right, speaking on to the Sunday game that everyone has forgotten about especially channel seven very strategically not having a game on that one we have north melbourne taking on gws giants pairs five ten outsiders are north melbourne and surprisingly a dollar 17 favorites uh the giants i'm surprised that they're a dollar 17 after north melbourne's um you know deplorable sort of start to the last four seasons uh minus 34 and a half is the line pairs again i think that's quite low over under 170 and a half pairs have the bookies got this right dollar 17 and a 34 point line well, they're, they're kind of unsure with North Melbourne, you know, showing a little bit of heart last week against um, against the Gold Coast. They, when? They kick, when? Kick in the first quarter, kick four goals, three. Uh, Did, was that hard or was that just Gold Coast just, um, you know, reading their own press thinking they're going to smash uh, North Melbourne? Look, I'm not too sure, but I don't think it can happen two weeks in a row source, which is why I've gone with lads on the Sunday. Uh, you can get your bonus uh, here. I've gone the Giants to win the first quarter. I was having a look at the the plus line for North. It's around 7.5 just for the first quarter or minus 7.5 for Giants. I've just gone with the fixed win around $1.42. If they do that, they should win the fixed win race to 15 points. So I've gone that as well. I've gone the Giants to lead every quarter because if they win the first quarter source, they're probably not going to drop the lead against North Melbourne. And I've gone... Under a total game points of 198.5. Now, GWS have been involved in a couple of games that have gone over 200 points, but that's involved both teams scoring. And North Melbourne aren't known for scoring higher than around 60 points. So I think I like that. It's $2.26, and I've gone $25 on that. Uh, One leg fails, I can get a bonus. Yeah, love that bet, Pez, especially because you talked about how well uh, GWS can score. Oh, I'm really worried for North Melbourne in this one. I think new coach, you know, they've only had the one win under the new coach and they're, they're trying to uh, trying to build an offence-first sort of uh, brand of football whilst they still have the sort of smarts of that defensive sort of pressure brand that they were pre- previously applying. I really worry for North Melbourne in this one and uh, I think Toby Green's going to get a hold of them, Pez. I, I, I've got him for a three-league same-game multi. I've got minus 32.5 as the, the line. I think that is a quite a low line. I picked it up a little bit earlier before it stretched out to a 34 and a half and I wouldn't be surprised once the teams are released that that doesn't continue to stretch out. Toby Green to kick four goals as I said Pez and uh, an alternate handicap of minus 60 and a half Pez and if you can do some maths what does that equal? Cheeky! $8.50. And uh, Pez I'm actually really confident in this one. I think I think GWS really blow out. What do they they win by 61? Win by 61, which I think is totally doable. Yeah. Um, and that gives two of your legs? That gives two of my legs. And then, you know, 
If they're going to be kicking all those goals, Toby Green's going to get a hold of them. A small forward, North Melbourne struggled last week with the Gold Coast small forwards. Uh, and that gives me odds of $8.50, pairs. And I am right. really confident with it. I haven't put the cheeky 10 on it. I've whacked 25 on it, one unit. <laughs> you think, yeah. <laughs> and there, there is uh, That's a little bit cheeky as well But we've got one game left Which we is do. the Queen's Birthday Clash The Big Freeze Which is fantastic every year If you haven't picked up uh, One of those beanies You can order it online or New material this year Pez Pick it up from Bunnings Nice and warm sauce uh, yeah, it is nice. It looks a little bit more durable than uh, the, the other sort of beanies. I mean, I've got two or three of yours, actually, that you keep leaving at my house when you've had too many VBs. Yeah, I like <laughs> to wear those uh, big freeze beanies around, but um, I, I was missing some from my collection, so I've just found out where they are. Yeah, I've got a couple of your stock, actually. I've got two or three, so I don't need to buy them. I just need to get you drunk and steal them. I wonder what else I've got there, down there. Yeah, nothing else there, Piers. I actually had one of your, uh, your shirts on earlier today, and I realised I was coming here, so I took it off. <laughs> you prick, is it a nice shirt? <laughs> nah, it's not, a, oh, it's not that nice Alright, uh, Pez, do you know the lineup for the big freeze? Have they got the got the sliders ready to go? Uh, yeah, I've got the lineup here There is a, still a question mark over, you know, the 10th slider So, yeah, well, I mean, the teams aren't out yet, Pez, it's not Thursday night Someone so. to be surprised, but it has been leaked of, of who it is So, yeah. uh, Ash Barty, the tennis superstar, recently I mean, retired She's not playing tennis anymore, so she's got to oh, do something So she, she can come and uh, slide into what the she, What's she going to dress up as? Is she going to lean into the tennis Or do you think she's going to lean into some sort of football element? She's a big... She'll wear she's a Richmond footy jumper Big Richmond something. fan, yeah, she'll probably do a rebold Maybe was a big moment from Richmond Maybe she'll do the, uh, the, the flying doormat uh, it could be, or uh, oh, that's, some, that's not that. Get some net Carlton, actually. Sorry, uh, Carlton. <laughs> get some net t- neck tats. <laughs> oh yeah, Dusty. there it is. There it is. Could be doing that. Uh, Rhonda Birchmore. Yeah, cool. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Ter- Terry Danaher. Good one. Great, great, great addition. Uh, Andy Ma. Andy Ma. Yep. They've they've gone away from the football players, haven't they? More media personalities now. Yeah. Well, Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts, fantastic one. Fantastic Coaching one. down at Geelong, uh, you know. He's got on a couple of ads. I saw him in an Adelaide Crows jersey, jumping a fence. Such with a personality, the, with the yeah, you, want, you want a good follow, Pez? Jump into the Geelong Instagram, and he's on there all the time, and he's great. Working on Fox Footy as well. And yeah. imagine the, the young forwards at Geelong. They'd be loving having well, Eddie Betts around there. Stinger would love him, mate. Um, nice and neat. David Neats. Yeah, nice, nice. Former Very Melbourne well football player. Got to uh, have someone in there. Jakara Anthony. Beck Madden. Beck Madden. You know, Channel 9 used to do the yeah, footy no, show. No, no. Uh, Hamish Blake. I don't know where Andy is, but Hamish is there. No, it's a Melbourne game, so I'll be watching. He's a Carlton, uh, Hamish is a Hamish is a Melbourne fan, so that's why he's got the call up. Yep, there you go. And then uh, you got the question mark. So it's who could be the Queen? Oh, the Queen. She's yeah. coming down. Celebrate her jubilee going down a cold slide. Oh, I, I think it's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yep, uh, the goat. Yep, think he's coming out there. Oh, well, they they do have Damian Lillard. He's down. He could he could slide him down. Could be him. Yeah, I reckon. Not many people would know him. I maybe. mean, he was sliding down the ladder this year with Portland Trailblazers. Down the trail. Hey, yeah. Here we go. You're blazing out. Well, there we have it. The the sliders and the, the pre-match function's always good. And uh, if you've if you got anything spare and you, you're well off and you've got something to spare, great cause. Uh, this, Neil Danaher's done a fantastic job and his family, you know, helping out now and assisting and taking over and... Uh, an amazing job over the last eight years. Yeah, and it's a, it's a real shame. I think this is the first year that he's unable to actually speak, uh, do the press conferences and all that sort of stuff. So it's a, a terrible disease and it's really sad to see that the man has fought a courageous battle and he continues to fight that. And the best thing about it is, Pez, is that he continues to fight for, for everyone else's well-being and health and so they can beat this disease. So make sure you donate. Make sure that you, if you, you know, you're not a big donor, go down to Bunnings, Coles, Safeway, wherever they are, grab one of those beanies, word around it and spread the word because it's a terrible disease and, and it definitely needs to be uh, to try and be beaten. Oh, 100%. And uh, after the big freeze and the slide sauce, we get into Collingwood versus Melbourne. Yeah, really interesting matchup, especially with Melbourne dropping at the last two pairs. 279 outsiders are the pies. Uh, just seem to just keep ticking along, getting a couple of nice little wins, Pez. Uh, last week was a little disappointing, but uh, can they bounce back against the Melbourne, the reigning premiers, uh, premiership hangover? And come a little bit late. Uh, maybe they just kept drinking till around twelve. Dollar uh, forty-five favourites, minus fourteen and a half with line pairs and the over/under total game points one sixty point five. Yeah, and I know Melbourne, you know, missing a few players, but you've got. Uh, there's only one reason I'm, I'm doing this bet. So what I've done is we've gone three legs. I've gone Melbourne at the line minus fourteen and a half. I think it's a, a low line, and because they've come off two losses. 
It's a really great opportunity to get a decent line for Melbourne. I've just added uh, Melbourne to win and Melbourne plus 21.5 in there just in case uh, something does go wrong and I can get a bonus bet if Melbourne win by less than 14.5 source. So I've whacked the max 50 on that $2 odds because the minus 14.5 is a fixed line, $2 odds by itself. But I love this money for Melbourne. Uh, Mason Cox is still in the Collingwood side, I, I assume, <laughs> playing uh, over there. Uh, you know, I respect the man as, as a person, but one of the most useless AFL football players careful, I have Kez. ever seen. Be careful, Kez, because he's actually he's been a previous recipient of the Neil Danaher Trophy, the award awarded on the Queen's birthday. So this is this is where he actually shines. Yep. Yeah. You just ignore yep. <laughs> yep. Well done. Uh, if, if he kicks five, I'll have egg on my face. But uh, no, I think I'll get my hundred dollar return because Melbourne will win by fifteen or more. I hope they do, Pez, because that sort of goes head in hand with my bet, Pez. Because I've gone, uh, I've actually backed the Neil Danaher Trophy, Pez. I uh, had that ten dollar bonus bet, which I found out halfway through the show. Whacked it on Clayton Oliver at six dollars fifty. He hasn't had a trophy. He's been in ripping form lately, and uh, I think the got to support the Red Nut, Pez, and uh, you know, follow f- follow Source uh, Fan Club and fan member probably and you know Ed Sheeran uh, advocate and I go with Clayton Oliver at $6.50 with my bonus $10. Oh, you, you've got to love that. Now here Sauce you've got to bear with me for a little bit because oh we've gone through six games. I haven't put a cheeky out yet and we can't usually put our cheeky with the multi can we? Yeah you can. Why not? Go for it. Well I'll put it with my first multi maybe not my second so I'll press that cheeky <laughs> Cheeky! <button. laughs> Is first multi, not my second. Is is multi number one, and I've just gone with uh, Bet three six five where they do the the better percentages. So I've gone Richmond just head to head dollar forty seven. Hate it. <laughs> North Melbourne Greater Western Sydney under one hundred and seventy point five points because if North Melbourne don't kick a score, then nothing's going to happen. A dollar eighty nine and Melbourne minus fourteen and a half, a dollar ninety one altogether around five dollars thirty seven with a boost of 7.5% at the end uh, if that does get up. So $25 cheeky on there for my first multi-source. My second multi is with Tab with the with the three-leg head-to-head special. Love I've it. Richmond $1.47. Hate it. GWS <laughs> $1.15. Melbourne $1.47. Odds of $2.48 together. Max 50 to return 124 Uh I think that gets up, and I think I have a good round. I don't think it gets up at all, Pez. I've gone three-leg same-game multi with Tab. Love that aspect of it. I've gone Frio and GWS, both legs that will get up, and the third leg that's going to get up, Pez. I've gone Port Adelaide. I've got a feeling about Friday night oh, and Thursday night footy, and I think that I think that they get the Tigers, the Tigs. I think they're in a good lineup of the Port Adelaide power. You didn't get to hear this spiel because you left uh, left me with the crickets, uh, but uh, I, I think that they're. they're they're returning to form and they're, they've sort of they're depleted list from halfway through the year. They're starting to find some four. I think that they've found the, a good little forward there in Marshall, our man Marshall Pez. He's back in the side. Got to love it. The power will get the win. Won a couple of little units over the last couple of weeks, building up, and then you're just going to throw it away on a, on a multi for Port Adelaide. Ah, Pez, Pez. High risk, high reward. Three dollars fifty. That'll be right back in my pocket. A one seventy five return, Pez. And you know what? If that leg fails, oh, that's fine with it because I'll win it back the week after with my little bonus bet that I'll get. Because those other two legs are guaranteed. Not a good way to look at it. Punters don't follow. Oh, well, that was you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just showing you that your your idiotic in what you're actually saying and how I've got a little bit of insurance there, Pez. I don't like that, but uh, we've got the state of origin game one. We've got sixteen ten New South Wales yeah. down source. So three minutes to go. Or thirteen minutes. They play ninety or eighty. 80, but let's wrap this up and watch yeah. the end of this, see if New South Wales can tie this. Uh, on Pez, peace out. I'm still sauce. We'll catch up next time, guys. And as always, if you're having a punt, make sure you bet responsibly. And there could be the game, Pez. Oh, nah.